Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. John DeWitt, and this is the Brain Builders Podcast. Welcome. And tonight we're going to talk about concussions and what all these new therapies that are for Alzheimer's and other cognitive dysfunction, what that has to do with concussions. And I, I do have a master class that is starting on September 7th. We're still taking registrants for that, and you can register at bit.ly slash Brain Builders, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Brain Builders, all one word, and it also has an S at the end. And as part of that, uh, it's the initial, it's the beta group, so we're going to be able to answer any questions. There's not going to be any charge for that. And every attendee gets a free cognitive assessment specific to their particular condition, whether it be concussions or early onset dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, PTSD, things like that. So, uh Really interesting. That's going to be from the Cambridge Brain Sciences uh, Institute. And uh, I'm excited about that and have some other special guests that I'm going to kind of keep close to the vest right now. But there's going to be some really great, uh, great experts in that as well. So concussions, because I have been um, accepting questions, if when you sign up for that class on the 7th, um, you submit your most pertinent and pressing question regarding concussions and symptoms and and any kind of cognitive health issues. So I wanted to, uh, I've gotten a lot of questions about brain fog, and I know that occurs a lot. You know, after 12 years of pro football for me, I, I get a little foggy sometimes and, and was curious as to what was causing that. So I'm going to talk about that. And I'm also going to connect it as to how that, that relates to Alzheimer's and other cognitive dysfunction. So when you have a concussion, it's not just a physical thing. It's not just a blow to the head and there's like bleeding or anything like that. That's, that's part of it, but that's not really the issue. The issue is um, there's nine different things that happen. There's the nonspecific depolarization of the action potentials, and that, that's what propagates or that's what carries the nerve impulse along the nerve and across the little gap between nerves, which is called the synapse. And um, when there's a non-specific depolarization like that, it causes a release of excitatory neurotransmitters such as glutamate. That leads to a massive um, outflow of potassium from inside the neuron itself to the um, outside of the cell or the extracellular space. Uh, there's an increased activity of the ionic pumps. There's like ion-gated channels that restore homeostasis is the sodium potassium pump and the calcium potassium pumps. That means that more potassium, potassium to try to balance out the imbalance from that massive depolarization, more potassium is pumped out of the cell and then more calcium is brought in. Now, when that happens, um, also something else that happens, there's a, a massive uh, decrease in blood flow to the brain for seven to 10 days after a concussion, which is scary. And so what happens there is you're not getting enough oxygen. That forces you to go into anaerobic respiration, 
But before that happens, you go into hyperglycolysis, which means you're breaking down glucose as fast as you can to help generate more energy to heal. Then there's a lactic acid buildup. Everybody knows it's ever worked out at the gym. They get those sore muscles the next day. That's the lactic acid buildup because you've, you've pushed your body into anaerobic respiration, especially when you're uh, doing free weights and things like that. And also because the calcium that is coming into the cell and the potassium going out, that, that calcium starts to build up inside of the mitochondria. And those are like the, the building or the power plants of the cell. That's what you, where you get all your energy. And um, that's where the ATP happens. But because that's accumulating in there, you can't really get the most efficient aerobic respiration, and it shifts to the anaerobic. Um, then there's a decrease in the energy production because you have switched over to the anaerobic respiration. And the final thing is there's an enzyme, enzyme called calpain that is activated, and that, that initiates apoptosis, which is spontaneous cell death. So that's what happens right when you have a concussion. The long-term effects are really interesting because I know a lot of athletes out there are concerned. And I was thinking about it too. I couldn't believe it since I played 12 years of pro ball. I didn't, I was a late, I didn't really start playing football until I was older until I was in the sixth grade. But that still means I had 24 years, almost two and a half decades of hitting my head against somebody else. And, and the brain itself is kind of the consistency of warm butter. And so it's just, it, I'm amazed that I was able to go on and, and do any additional schooling. But, but anyway, so the brain fog. Now, that can be caused, and this is where we have some, some correlations to Alzheimer's, because one of the biggest things um, that Dr. Bresson talks about in his book is that we eat way too much sugar and we become insulin resistant. And when you switch and aren't really um, using glucose the way you're supposed to, what happens is you get um, the amyloid placking, the, the enzyme that's supposed to break down the amyloid placking also breaks down insulin. But if you have a blood sugar issue, it also it's going to be focused on that and breaking down the insulin and getting it back into the system. And that means that the amyloid placking is going to start building up. But what I just realized recently in reading Dr. Bredesen's book is that not only do people with Alzheimer's and cognitive issues have that amyloid placking, and by the way, that's not what causes Alzheimer's. That just happens to be something that's the body's being smart because it's trying to protect you from a variety of things. It can be trophic factors, um, such as you don't have enough vitamin D, you could have low levels, different hormones, things like that. Um, but it could also be you have chronic inflammation, you have toxic infections, things like that. But um, that placking is smart, but it's not meant to be over an extended amount of time. And the American diet right now is so horrible, and we're on so many medications and a variety of things like that, that the body literally just kept making plaque to protect it, and eventually it does start to cause some issues. But what was interesting is not only is there amyloid placking, but there's also the tau proteins that um, they talk about in the movie Concussion when you have chronic traumatic encephalopathy, the, T the CTE, that's the tau protein that causes all kinds of um, tangles inside the brain so that the communication of the neurons can't really occur the way it's supposed to. So that happens in Alzheimer's and it happens in concussions, after a concussion, if you've had multiple concussions. I, I've had four or five myself. So 
it's just really interesting that they are related because when you think about it, it's all, it's all the same organ. We're, we're talking about the brain. Anytime there's any damage to the brain, whether it be from, um, you know, too much sugar, diabetes, if, there's, if it's a toxic, toxic exposure, if you don't have those particular trophic factors, which we are going to talk about in the next um, podcast tomorrow, the 35 different things, there's actually more than that, but we're going to stick to at least 35 different things that if you have low levels of or high levels of, depending on if it's mercury or vitamin D or vitamin B6, B12, folate, things like that. If you have low levels of those things, those different trophic factors, that increases your lifetime risk of having Alzheimer's and cognitive dysfunction, your lifetime risk. So we're going to identify some of those. And then in future episodes after that, we're going to talk about, okay, I've identified these things. I've had these blood tests. I know what I have. I have um, people that have Alzheimer's or, or usually they have about 10 to 20 of those 35 things. But if you don't have any symptoms and don't have Alzheimer's, then you're usually only going to have like two or three of those trophic factors. And that leads to what they call type 2 Alzheimer's. So back to the brain fog. So brain fog can be caused just by chronic stress because you're, you're just stressed out. Your cortisol levels are really, really high. You're easily distracted, and you're trying to think about 20 different things. Uh, Dr. Bresson even talks about how he, he got really foggy, too, when he was an intern because um, in medical school because he literally would stay up for 30, 40 hours straight. And, I mean, you get to that point, and you're just not thinking straight because you need rest. You need to get rest because that's one of the most important things for the brain. Also, you need to get at least eight hours of sleep a night. Now, some people sleep more, some people sleep less. And we talk about that in our office. We talk about, okay, you need at least between five and no more than nine hours of sleep a night. And everybody's different. But that's one of the main things is when your brain and your body kind of, kind of detoxes and relaxes and kind of shakes off the days when you're getting good quality sleep. And they've realized a lot of people, uh, one of the other factors you have to consider as far as um, Alzheimer's and cognitive dysfunction is if you have poor sleep patterns, if you snore, that, that puts you at risk for having Alzheimer's. If you have sleep apnea, that's another thing that's an issue, but that's also connected to brain fog. Now, another thing um, in America, aside from the chronic um, inflammation that is caused by the horrible American diet with all the fried foods and the super sugary drinks and things like that, medications. So we have people that um, they can't sleep at night. So they're like, okay, well, I'll just take uh, a sleeping pill. I'll take even, I'll take a Benadryl or I'll take a Xanax or I'll take an Ambien. You actually are doing yourself a disservice because that is something that increases your risk of long-term cognitive dysfunction. And I mean, anybody knows, I mean, even if it's just Benadryl, antihistamines aren't good for you. That's something else that can lead to cognitive dysfunction long-term. Now, there's other options, and we'll talk about that in future episodes, what you can do like melatonin and, and different meditation techniques and things to help relax your mind so that you can actually get better quality sleep. But those medications really are dangerous, and if you wake up in the morning after taking some of those medications, you, you don't feel rested, you feel kind of like you're half asleep, kind of groggy, and that's brain fog. You're just not really aware of what's going on. And it's really interesting because this is also tied to the insulin resistance like we were talking about. In concussions, blood sugar issues are a problem because of that entire array of events that's happening at a microscopic level in the brain. 
So then you've got insulin issues, especially if you're diabetic or pre-diabetic, that's going to lead to brain fog because you're not burning the, the right calories, you're burning sugar, but you're not getting the right nutrients to the brain. And I mean, it's just really fascinating to me the, the different um, similarities between CTE or um, issues you can have after mild traumatic brain injury or Alzheimer's or dementia, things like that. And like I said, it's all because it's the same organ. We're talking about the brain, and he has identified over 35, actually I think it's over 40, maybe even 45 different factors that we're going to talk about what lab tests to get, how to get those lab tests, how exercise is so crucial because sitting is the new smoking in America. People, we sit in front of the TV or the computer, watch Netflix, YouTube, um, Hulu, any of these new, you know, newish channels and just binge watch, you know, 13 seasons of Supernatural or Game of Thrones or, and that's the new smoking because you're sitting and as a chiropractor, when you're sitting, there's so much pressure on that lumbar spine and that's going to lead to sciatic symptoms and things like that. So just know that getting up and walking, you need to have at least 30 to 45 minutes of exercise four times a week. Now, that can be a brisk walk just on the treadmill. Get on the treadmill and just walk. If you don't know what to do, you can get with a personal trainer. And um, if you want to go that route, and they can help you. If you have some friends that are in, in better shape than you or more active than you, then, then ask them if they can show you what they do and, and try to just kind of work on your, your own program that you're actually going to stick to because sticking to that is the most important thing. You don't want to jump in and say, I'm going to go all out and I'm going to work out two or three times a day and it's going to be crazy and I'm going to lose 100 pounds and all stuff. You, you have to do something that you can actually maintain and stick with because this is a marathon. This is long-term health risk that we're talking about here. So we want to get you – as healthy as possible, we're going to talk about his KetoFlex 12-3 diet that Dr. Bredesen talks about. We're going to talk about if you are APOE4 positive, which is the genetic marker for Alzheimer's, we're going to talk about, we talked last time about how, you know, that's not necessarily a death sentence because there are a lot of things you can do, and, it, and there's a reason that you had that, and there's a lot of nutritional things you can do that are really going to optimize your life, your health, your mood. You're going to feel better. You're going to – I'm just going to spend one podcast just talking about all the different testimonials that Dr. Bresson has in his book because there's, these are people that literally thought their lives were over, and some as early as just two or three months into the protocol, the recode protocol that he has, literally felt like they had their life back and noticed a difference, and now they have their grandkids. They look forward to – a future again instead of just the slow goodbye of Alzheimer's. So we do not want to focus on the negative. We're focusing on the positive and all these phenomenal options that are available today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.